something that has been needed and unfortunately happened has finally happened. And we're going to address that right now. We're going to transition and talk about the woes in between the pipes for the Toronto Maple Leafs and what is next for the blue paint and for Ilya Samsonov. He has finally been sent down. He has cleared waivers and he is now on the Toronto Marlies and the Toronto Maple Leafs have called up. Hold on. I got to make sure I get his name right here. I don't want to say it wrong. Hold on. Give me a second. Dennis Hildeby, 22 years old, six foot seven. Toronto Maple Leafs haven't had a goalie this big. I feel like ever. They're finally getting on the trend that teams like Ottawa had with Robin Leonard. How'd that work out? I mean, it didn't work out, but I mean, Ben Bishop, he was freaking huge. That worked. That Pe- worked Rene, like they're not bad goalies. So he's got some high hopes. What do you guys think is going to happen next? Oh, it, it couldn't have gotten any worse this year. And goalies just couldn't have gotten any worse. You know, we're, we're, we're very optimistic. You know, we let Jack Campbell go. That's a good story. Yeah, go to Edmonton, get paid. He goes to the AHL. Samsonov, are we really going to sign him? One year. Okay, we'll see what he does. Goes to the AHL. Goes to the Gulag, if you want to call it that. I, like To this day, I look at that Joseph Wall injury, and it's the most mystifying injury I've ever seen. I don't know what the fuck happened when he slid. It's bad. But he is out apparently till February, another month, Damn. and we got Martin Jones, a 30-fucking-five-year-old, and Dennis Hildeby, a rookie. What the fuck is going to happen, man? Are we yeah. actually... I don't think we're Stanley Cup contenders this year, man, with, the, with these goalies. I hate to say it. I love Wall. Just the fact that we're relying on Marty Jones at this point in time in the season when fraudulent hockey is put to bed because it's now the new year from October to December. It's called fraudulent hockey. You see teams like Arizona clap Colorado 6-1. Now is when the team start buckling down. Alino, does Samsonov stay in the AHL the rest of the year? And do we go out and get a Peter Morazic? Oh, again? A Dan Vladar, an Eric Comrie, or do we ride with this Hilda Beast over here in that? I would just keep Martin Jones at this point. 35, fresh start, 900K. I think he's making two-way deal. He's proven he can win in the past. Obviously, he was a little bit younger, but he we have to see this Hilda Beast. He's a fucking monster for what we're seeing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look, if, if what we can get out of Martin Jones when he was a half of what he was when he was a backup when they won the cup that year and when in LA when he was that young and if we can get Hill to be to be anything like Alex Lyon or what was the guy's name that was on the Vegas last year the third goalie that Aiden they, Hill oh, yeah. yeah if he can be any remnants of Aiden Hill or even Jake Ottinger when they threw him in that no no not 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 exactly just any remnants he has to be close then maybe we have a chance we definitely need it I think if you're the Leafs and you're looking at what's happened and one, it's unfortunate. I do think though, Keith looks like he's got no fucking backbone with finally doing this because, you know, he had that horrible showing where we, we lost to Columbus. Some stinkers went in and then not for nothing as a professional, he just threw him right under the bus. You know, you could see that the team didn't have confidence when he's in net playing, even if he's playing well, 
Um, he didn't play well that night, unfortunately. But, you know, you didn't give the guy any chance to really try to deal or cope with whatever confidence issues he's going with or going through. And then to throw him under the bus like that, that for me, that was fucking uncalled for. If, if you're a head coach, you know, head coaches have given guys the reaming when they deserve it. But I don't think that was warranted after a tough loss like that. Um, but I hope he, I hope he, he gets better because if there's one thing that unfortunately has become a trend in Toronto and you guys, we've all, we all saw it was the goalies become mentally fatigued and their confidence goes to shit and they can be Vesna candidates to then being nowhere in the league. Freddie Anderson, what happened to him? He's having a hard time getting back together to himself in Carolina. He hasn't been the same since he left. Now we got Sammy and Jack Campbell. Like, I don't think it's the media here, not for nothing. I think it might honestly be this dressing room, head office. Like, there's something going on because your goalies, although they are weird, everyone that's played any sports that had a goalie, they were a little offside for the better, not for the worse. But there's no way why in professional sports it should tank that hard. No way. There's something going on. But I think we should trade for a goalie. I don't know who this list. I mean, there was talks that we're going to get Vladar in in free agency or at the beginning of the year. So I don't know what's going to happen, but they got to do fucking something. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Sammy was it was too late. They sent him down way too late. I know we, we didn't have another option, but man, like he was bad for like a three week stretch. Yeah. And it's not like, again, it's not like he played every game. They were, they were, you know, 50, 50, whatever. But after that first game against, uh, against Columbus, when he looked, oh, he, he looked, bad. he looked terrible. And then we came back and we got, we, we got, we salvaged a point and we lost in overtime. And then I think he had another stinker of a game against Buffalo. And then again, against Columbus, like these are two teams that are just not good. And you can't be allowing these like that many goals. So I do agree. I think it was a little uncalled for for Keith, but I think he finally realized that okay, like enough is enough now. Like this has been, we've given you enough leeway. It's been about three weeks. Now it's time to actually address the elephant in the room. Like you got to be better. I, I can agree with that to a point, but I still think like the way he went about it was we've. I don't think we've ever seen anyone just completely say the way he said it in his tone. Yeah, he's probably fed up, but like the Leafs were finally starting to play some better defense. Beginning of the year, they weren't playing good defense and he was having those bad games. He had no support. Well, why do you think that was? The, the problem's gone. He's on LTIR Long Island. Yeah, but John Klingberg. Yeah, gone. I know that, but you can't ultimately just pin it on fucking John Klingberg and then, you know, you send him away and then it's a team at the end of the day. And I think like I saw an interesting thing and I know I'm getting off topic, not but in Toronto, it's not, <laughs> no, not in Toronto. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> but the one thing, the one thing I will say quickly, um, I saw this on Twitter or on X and it was very compelling because, you know, anyone that's played sports and loses their confidence, they go through all kinds of mental health stuff. It's a real thing when it comes to losing your confidence, playing something that you're professionally known to be the best in the world at, and you're just stinking. Should it be something that the NHL and the NHLPA look into to making mental health to 
this extent, because with him, it went from he was one of the best goalies in the league with save percentage to now it's just fallen off a cliff. Do you make it something where you can put him on LTIR for 10 days, let him kind of decompress in the press box for a little bit, recollect his thoughts and then, you know, or even send him for a, a conditioning stint and then he can come back. They do a, that already. Not with, not with like something like a mental health. That's more like, yeah, you, you're coming back from the Joseph Hall injury. You're going to go for a month and play for the Marlies. Like, I think what they need to do is because if this is going to be a regular thing with goalies, because it, it's tons of goalies within the past two years have checked in for alcohol, drugs, gambling, whatever it's been. Like, we can name four or five goalies that have had these issues. I think this might be something where they actually have to look into because good goaltending is hard to come harder to come by than ever. And it's not getting any better by the looks of it. This might sound terrible, but woe is me, man. Grow the fuck up. You're a grown man. You're playing your favorite sport. You don't have a lot of tasks, man. You save a puck. You be a good pro. Now, I know like playing in Toronto, I don't want to sound like the Scrooge here, but you're playing in Toronto. It is hard. I get it. After the playoff series that he had against Vasilevsky, outplayed him technically. And then to do this, and knowing that you got a contract, it's kind of a slap in the face, man. And I get it. We all have our mental problems. If it, e- I don't even know if it is a mental problem. It might just be my you, confidence is shot. You, what was me? You, you, you saw that. I mean, we all saw that interview with the the poor guy with his toque on after that game. He looked like he was gonna break down. And he, like, so where do you go from here? I, I. Like you could tell he was fucking how many, fighting to hold that. How many back. times has he said smart ass comments in the media? Yeah, but you know what? He's at least shown that he's cared enough yeah. about being he's not a mailing it in. Yeah, like not for nothing. You know, John Tavares is our captain. You get the same monotone shit. Mitch Marner's not stepping up to the plate to do fuck all with the media. Austin Matthews gets smug shit all the time. Sure, he's one of the best in the league, but if you're going to give those guys the pass for fucking off and not doing anything with the media and owning and being accountable. And then this guy who's being accountable, realizing he's, he's in a really shitty place for his career and for his own mental health and everything else to just say, yeah, too fucking bad. Take a hike. It's kind of, it's a little fucked up because I got to rewatch that Keith interview. I didn't, I didn't think it was, uh, I didn't even think it was that bad. No, his, 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 his tone, his tone was pretty like, not to throw like not to be you know we're kind of doing good cop bad cop whatever but like kind of your approach where it's like woe is me he's been bad it's time to fucking send him down and it's like buddy you you're the you're the fucking clown that benched david camp when you should have benched fucking mitch marner the other night 300 and something games in a row for the leafs and you bench him who's been one of your more reliable guys or you could have benched bertuzzi yeah you don't bench marner yeah. you can't that looks foolish no you you, you can, bench marner and you lose by four like what what's that gonna do chris they're not gonna lose by four if mitch marner doesn't fucking play he gets over a point a game where's all the points coming from william nylander and austin fucking matthews who gets secondary assists on those who starts most of those plays all i'm saying chris is out of all <laughs> no no out of all the guys in the locker room if you're going to talk about accountability, the one guy that has fucking earned every shift and role that he has in this team, David Camp, you're going to bench him for you. You really think any of those guys in the top six are like, I haven't been doing my job lately. Oh, Campy, Campy got benched. Why the fuck would they I'm say that? I'm not worried. They're no. making 10 plus million. They don't give a fuck. Then they shouldn't <laughs> be playing for this fucking but team. That's how it is, man. And, and yeah. Keith, I don't think should be the fuck. He doesn't have balls if he's benching. 
David Camp, he finally... That is a soft bench. I'll say that. That was uncalled for, but yeah. you don't, Dude. you can't bench Marner. You got to bench like Bertuzzi. You, you know, got to bench. You I've know, been saying this since fucking October. You know, you, but imagine you, a Bertuzzi but conditioning you, stint at the time. Dude, that oh, done. fuck. But you know how Mickey would have been sweating. He would have been like, yeah, you're next. Go down. <laughs> but you know, you know how Mickey Mouse had looked when like David Camp's wife yeah, posts on her bad. Instagram yeah, story. That was, that was tough. So proud of you, 300. Look, to play. 50 games in a row in the NHL or 10 for most guys Ask Phil. is impossible to play 360 in a row for Toronto. Pulled a Babcock there. That, was, that was, that was fucking, that was brutal. Ask, ask Mike Medano about, yeah, about, I was about, about to Mike fucking Bell. bring that up. <laughs> well, Fuck. you know, uh, you're going to play that way. Yeah, we don't need you tonight. Get like, in the box boys. Like I'm telling, like he, it just looks, it looks bad. Like I, I'm all for, you know, being a hard-nosed guy, like a torch-style coaching, yeah. I love oh, that. I would yeah. love no, no, that I love here. that, but <laughs> this team doesn't have the balls to even deal with Mike Babcock, who wasn't even as vocal or even close to as vocal as a Boost Boudreaux, Barry Trotz, or a fucking John Tortorella. Like, those three guys, they've all won Stanley Cups, and they all know what it fucking takes to win. Sheldon Keefe, you won in the fucking OHL. You were okay looking at those Marley teams in fucking AHL. Besides that, you don't got the balls to bench your big guys when you need to. Or is Shanahan going to let him? Or is Trey Levin going to let him? That's another fucking thing. Like, it, it, it's stupid. I honestly think it's stupid. And I think it's something that they need to fix because they got lucky Ryan Reeves got hurt for going into the boards like oh, he was yeah. learning how to skate oh, for I the first time. I forgot we fucking had him. That no, no, but space help him. He goes on fucking long-term IR too. And, and then the Leafs start playing better fucking hockey. Like, make it make sense. You know what sounds crazy? What this team actually needs, Phil Kessel. I bet, what did I what did I say? What a month and a half ago? Give Phil a shot. Look what he did in Pittsburgh. Those guys, like, not to disrespect Crosby or Malkin and Latang. I think they got a little too comfortable in that little scenario. They knew they're not going to get anyone challenging them. Phil Kessel came from Toronto. He didn't have to be the <laughs> primary guy. And then he goes in. He's like, you know what? I was in Toronto. I was a fucking man. And then he let them have it. He and was challenging he was the man. them. And then in Pittsburgh, that first year, should have won the Smythe. got have. robbed. But he <laughs> ch- you need a guy like that to challenge your stars. And I think what Pittsburgh had with Phil that year, it helped them get that first cup and get the confidence to repeat. So I think this Leaf team, as crazy as it sounds, no, I, I can agree. needs Phil in there in the room. Phil knows what it takes to win. He's played in this market. He knows how hell it can be. He's the fucking Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> he is. I think, I think, I think. though, you want to talk about like a guy challenging your stars based on how he ended up becoming a Leaf and where he's at in his career. A guy like Max Domi is kind of doing that. Noah Gregor, I think, is the, the best signing we have. Yeah. Period. By, by far. Period. Yeah, He's by a far. guy, like, even if he got benched, if he got benched, oh. I would, if I was in the room and, I, and you know, if I was on the Toronto Maple Leafs and Chris knows how I am as a teammate, I was an assistant captain for a bunch of teams, captain, whatever. If I saw David Kampf got benched or Noah Gregor got benched, and I'm one of the guys that was privileged enough to wear a letter, one, everyone on the team knows I would be in the worst mood of my life that day like don't fucking talk to me and two i would pull the coach aside all of them staff assistant coaches whoever and i would probably ream every single one of them or want to figure out why the fuck are you benching two of the most important guys on our depth chart not because they score all the time but because they do their fucking job like what the fuck 
but that's enough of that. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to transition. We're going to transition to a guy that's been doing his job so well that there's finally been some progress on some contract talks. William Nylander. I think he's finally silenced quite a few of the naysayers and doubters. And there's been a little bit of an update from his contract. We're going to talk about that. And I want Chris to talk about it because I know how much he loves William Nylander and how much he thinks he deserves to get paid. So Chris, do you want to jump off with that? Or should I toss the rock to Alino because you might be a little salty about it? I'll give it to Alino. Oh, I, I sense the salt there, eh? Just a I'll little bit. I'll give it to Alino. <laughs> All right. So uh, the reports there. Uh, Nick Kiprios, everybody's favorite analyst, uh, <laughs> and NHL insider Elliot Friedman kind of uh, hinted that there was some progress on William Nylander and then on Bourne and uh, Kipper. Their show, they were talking about 11 and possibly even more than $11 million AAV on William Nylander. And uh, I would just like to know what Don Cherry was thinking when he said that William Nylander shouldn't have been the draft pick for Toronto and Richie should have. Uh, last I checked, Richie is nowhere to fucking be found. Oh, he just got suspended, I think, for eight <laughs> games in uh, Finland or Sweden for almost killing like it looked like he almost killed that guy unbelievable Perfect. what a great pro yeah. what a good pro oh. what the hell? it's, yeah, nice. it's 1964 yeah great guy he's what we need the canadian game <laughs> I, I i think a lot of people like like how you you mentioned and even how i mentioned in the beginning of this uh, topic are really eating their words and i'm i'm fucking loving every minute of it so i'm gonna let chris chris go and then i'm gonna want to talk about this because i'm excited <laughs> uh, I mean, it's gone to that point, right? I was saying 9.75 at the beginning of the year. He's now at 53 points. He has two, he has two point streaks that are top five this year. He has a 19-game point streak and a 13-game point streak. He's been an undeniable factor for this team. He's probably been better than Mitch Marner this season. Mitch Marner gets $10.9 million. He's up in two years. William Neen, let's say Willie gets 11.2. 11. 11. What the fuck happens with this hockey team? Now, I know you guys were saying they're going to front load the shit out of this. It's going to be a lot of signing bonuses. Again, the salary cap is going up. It's going to kind of relate more to, let's say, it's going to be about what, what a 9.85 was two years ago, I would say, if it's at about 11.2. But here's the thing with Willie. You need to bring this William Nylander every single year because what I've seen this year, I have never seen from him before. Now, yeah, playoffs, he's the guy that'll definitely stir the pot. He'll get you the most scoring chances, and he'll probably forecheck harder than most. But man, oh man, the scoring this year is up at an absurd rate. He was, at, to me, I remember when me, you, and Pinello, the back in the days when you were talking, when we were 23 years old, we are talking about his first ever contract at six point whatever. It's now fucking almost doubled. This is a guy where I look at him, I look at how important he's been to this team. Dude, he, he has more points than Matthews this year. I, I, can't, I can't argue this number, but I just hope he brings it more consistently in terms of dominating the offensive uh, stats. Because if he's going to continue to do this, give him $12 million. 
because 110 points, I'll say this right now, it's not out of the equation this year. Yeah. It's, it's, this is something I've been, I've been waiting for since the beginning of the season, kind of like the contract talks to kind of speed up. And then all of these people that, you know, that one either played the game of hockey that are pros that are analyzing the game now, or even journalists or guys that have covered the game for a long time that were talking so much shit and made it look like, like he's made them look like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about in terms of their job. Um, so I'm excited at the fact that something's actually happening with this. Mark my words when I say this, guys. If he ends up signing this eight-year deal, I, I think the rumor number is 11 and a quarter, so 11.25. They're going to front load this contract a lot, just like what they did with Johnny T. But don't be surprised because in five years time, the salary cap will probably be at a hundred million. It should be over a hundred million by then, because if you have two new teams at a billion dollar buy-in each, why can't it be at over a hundred million your salary cap? This contract will be just like the one that he signed when he signed it before, when people thought they were stupid. No, no, seriously, because he's going to be consistent enough and he's going to bring it because the way he plays the game, he shouldn't slow down that much. He's big enough where he hasn't been hurt too seriously and he has the ability. So I think he's going to sign this contract when he does, hopefully before the all-star break, because that's the rumor they want it done before then. And I think people are going to be proven wrong. And I think it will be probably one of the best contracts in Maple Leaf history because this last one that he signed that's expiring has to be, has to be the best one. It is. It's it up has there. to. It is up 100%. there. And if there's one person that I would be fucking terrified like you mentioned, Chris, it has to be Mitch Marner because, yeah, sure, you're one of the the darlings of the franchise. You know, that's wearing off on a lot of people. It, it honestly has, and not for nothing, he hasn't been performing to the level where if his contract was up, and he said, not even if he's re- renegotiating for more money, even if he wanted ten, what is it, ten point nine? He's making. Say he comes to the table, I want five years at ten point nine. Now, okay depending on where he is when that in two years time, you might be an idiot not signing that contract. But if it stays like this and it starts to tank or plateau and decrease, no one's paying him $10 million. You can call me crazy all you want, but for what he's doing, I, I don't, I don't care. Like he's not performing where he needs to be performing. What do you think? Alino? I like the deal for Nylander. Cause I think also Tavares's contract. Yeah. That's another one because when that goes up, you're going to, let's say he says, okay, I'll stay here. I want more term. I'll sign for five and a half for like six, not six years. Never mind. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> not even going to put that thought out there. <laughs> let's say five and a half for three years yeah. where, you know, okay, I'm going to take a little bit of loss in that third year, but I want to get paid for it. I'll take a discount those two years when we can make a run. The Marlowe treatment. Yeah. Something like that, where I think the lease would do it. And you're going to save that 6 million where you can move it around. Like you have Nylander now who's making five of that. So the cap goes up. Marner, he's going to go down the depth chart now in terms of how much money he's making. So hopefully that fires him up. But if not, I think uh, at least Nylander, you have him locked in long-term. That's the kind of guy you want on your team. I, I, I think, I think what people are going to see from this and I think it showed earlier in the season even later in the season last year when William Nylander was playing at his best it didn't necessarily bring the best out of Mitch Marner or other guys on the team for that matter which happens it's a team sport it happens but are we going to see that when that 
day happens where the report comes out. William Nylander signs eight years, 11 and two, five or whatever it'll end up being. Are we going to see Mitch, Mitch Marner become sour and not play his game? Or are we going to see maybe the best out of Mitch Marner that we've ever seen? Because in order for Leafs to win a cup, that's what we're going to need. And that's what we want to see. But the question is, will we get it? And I think that's a, an, a huge thing to take into account. I think uh, it's up to Marner at this point because Willie, when Willie was getting six point whatever and Marner's getting 10.9, he didn't bat an eye, he didn't complain. He just kept going and he put the work in. He had 40 goals last year. I thought that was probably his ceiling. I think he had 87 points last year. And this year, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. He is a different animal. He's, 53 points in, what, 34 games? Like, it's he, he's tied, that's insane. He's tied in fifth right now for scoring with Connor McDavid and Pasternak's two, two goals. I believe <laughs> he's, I think he's two goals ahead of uh, Pasternak's two goals ahead of him. And I mean, if there's one thing that this year has shown, and I and he went in a slump for yeah, scoring yeah, Willie. He yeah, went, I think, it was yeah. like nine games or something without. Scoring. But he was getting assists. Yeah, every game. every game. Yeah, every game. <laughs> and I think if there's one thing that this has shown us, I think he's a bigger star than not just globally because of the Sweden trip, but I think he's a bigger star in the NHL than Mitch Marner. I'll say that with confidence right now. I don't know, like, if he's going to be consistent like this, absolutely, but we have to wait and see if the consistency's there. Marner has been over a point for, per game for six years now. That's the thing where I kind of... Marner's still a little bit ahead just looking at pr- pr- uh, production, but what Willie's doing right now, Marner has never sniffed 110. So if Willie could hit 110, I would be the guy. I'd look at Marner and be like, yeah, you've hit you know, 90 a couple times, but I hit 110 fucker. Here we go. I think, I, I think, <laughs> I, I think the thing though, of like Marner being a, a great player, that's what he is. William Nylander is a star. Did, William Nylander has a Rogers commercial. Austin Matthews doesn't have a Rogers commercial. He has a horrible RBC commercial. Mitch Marner doesn't even have, a Rogers commercial and he's Canadian. He's got a sport interaction commercial. Yeah. No, but <laughs> the sports books, but it's, it's not bad MGM. It's not Rogers. It's not, you know, Nike. It's not, I will say that might be a sign. Eh? When I saw him in the Rogers commercial, I'm like, oh, they like him. Long okay. They, they were, okay. Austin Matthews though. He's a face of prime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's the that face. Too. He's the yeah. face of the Leafs yeah. for but, sure, man. But it's not the even. prime bottle, him, hey. KSI, Logan Paul. But the team he's the, repping that shit. The team that owns the team that the company <laughs> got him a big chain. The company that owns the Toronto Maple Leafs. He has a commercial with like, he's a star. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Not even John Tavares got one of those. And they're giving him pretty much insurance. That guy's on TV. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Because if he's no, in I'm that, just saying, that's like, a lot. Like, he brings up a good point because, like, how many Blue Jays players are, like, considered well, in George, that realm? Well, George, George Springer got a TD commercial. Um, I don't think Bo Bichette. Um, even Vladdy? Vladdy no. got a commercial. Vladdy yeah. can't speak fucking English still. I know. Yeah, but I guess they'll hold them in like with a sign saying Rogers. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they, 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 or, or they, <laughs> him and George, him and George Springer had the, uh, the peanut butter and jelly commercial that Pascal and Fred Van Fleet don't have anymore. Cause yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they, they were lazy with that. But so no, yeah, well, an, an, another couple Toronto athletes. Yeah. Bring them in. So it shows that they view them like that. No, no, no other, point. no other Toronto athlete is a good in recent memory has a Rogers deal. Yeah. Like not even on the Raptors winning championships. Like, 
That, that, that's guys. a big sign. That is a good sign. I think Willie will re-sign for sure. I'm hearing fucking people, oh, he's going to Chicago with Bedard. No, no he's not. He's Imagine not he going. re-signed this whole time and he just wants to fuck with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, though? Fuck. He, he seems like a guy that's wanted to be in Toronto. He wants to stay in Toronto. Why can't, why can't that be a thing? Honestly, let that be a thing. <laughs> I hope you're right. Just because if this William Nylander is going to be here for the long haul, if he signs by February, I'm getting that number 88 jersey. I think it's, I think I think it's time I fucking update my 29 and turn it into a an 88 if he signs that that contract. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, though. But uh, yeah, that's definitely. I think he's here to stay. He's been playing unreal, and we're definitely looking forward to seeing what can become of the Leafs and William Nylander. Oh boy, wow, what a segment that was. Wow. We got into it for that one for hockey, as we always tend to do, especially when it involves the Toronto Maple Leafs and William Nylander. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening to that segment. Um, It was definitely something that was emotional, exciting, a lot to talk about in the coming days. Hopefully we see an extension soon. But once again, thanks for tuning in, listening to In The Zone Sports Podcast. First one of 2024. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, Instagram, and check us out wherever you can get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Peace.